0: Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope, um, I just hope you're doing well and that, you know, everything's fine in your space on the earth. So, um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about right now, but I'm trusting God that the Holy Spirit is going to help me just to maybe share some of the things that perhaps. Be useful for me to reflect on at this time, you know, in the way that he always does on these uh, episodes. And um, I think um, I, I've said this a, a lot on this podcast, but I think it bears repeating, and which is that I am so grateful for God's presence in my life because he keeps me centered, he keeps me, he just keeps me focused, he keeps me in a place where I am, how would I say, he just, he keeps me comforted and encouraged, I I think is what I would say, and I think it's almost like he's this comfort pillow that is always available for me when I need a hug. You know you, I, I i can't quantify that but that that's who he is for me and there's one thing that i get from the lord more than anything any other thing which is love you know he loves me so much he loves me unconditionally i have been someone who you know when i look at my life i think one of the most heartbreaking things for me recently was when i realized that a number of people in my life who i thought loved me they love me because of what they my usefulness let's just put it that way you know and it 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 hurts you know it hurts because i could see that there were some people who received their love and never had to do anything for it and in fact often did things that were really very intentionally hurtful but they still got the love regardless but i found out that no matter what i did for these people individuals i you know i was only i was loved because of my usefulness so anytime i ceased to be useful you would you know the the, the fangs would come out you know that was it and that's how you would know and the fangs would come out so you know so 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 wickedly that so starkly that you would be like what did i do you'd be because you really didn't do anything it's just that you were unable to help in a particular situation unable to help unable to help most of the time but interpreted as not willing to help therefore you know so then you realize that oh my goodness this is not love i just happen to be useful so i've had to come to terms with that and um and i mean these are people who by all intents and purposes are really close some blood relatives if you know what i mean you know and let's just say people that are really close close circles but in all of it the person who gives me comfort is god the holy spirit he doesn't he doesn't demand anything from me rather he encourages me to do the things that are in my best interest he just loves me he gets me he understands me he's invested in me you know he's he's got my back i mean and one thing that i've seen him do is whenever he sees people getting into my space and particularly people who over a long period of time you know those people that The Bible talks about people who despitefully use you and persecute you It gets to a point the Lord steps in and he puts a buffer between me and such people And sometimes, you know silly me, I may not even understand that that's what God is doing I'll be busy fighting for the continuation of what (laughs) I shouldn't be fighting for But I've seen him do it time and time again Anybody that comes into my life or that is already in my life and decides that the person is, you know, that you are going to. The person is going to be a, somebody that would despitefully use and persecute. And this, bear it in mind. This he's not talking about the people who are outsiders because the outsiders, you can always okay. limit their impact in your life anyway because whatever situation it is that you're involved in is temporary whether it's work whether it's not so this is not really about those people god still helps me with those relationships and situations but the impact is not the same because there's a context that brings you together and once that you can always your life is bigger than that context even me i understand that so but god helps me i mean work i think was the place where that was more present but now that i don't have the kind of work i'm not working nine to five somewhere i have the kind of work whereby I can literally decide to end relationships when i want to the dynamic is a bit different so god still helps me provide a buffer but it's not as it's it, there are more there is more of that process within my control than there has been in the past but with the other people who are i would say personal contacts either based on familial friendships whatever you may be these are the set sort of people i'm talking about particularly in the familial side because again friends you can quickly end friendships i mean really except your business partners or whatever but if it's just friendship based on emotional relationship you can always moderate them but the people that you need a little bit of wisdom with are the people who for like for basis of you know for history and that you really have very little control over they're part of your life and your you know genealogical history and all that so but God still helps me even with that to provide that buffer and looking back now you know like like I said sometimes I'm even the one fighting trying to keep together what really shouldn't be kept together but in all of it like I said sometimes it's very hurtful when you find yourself in that situation I have found myself in that situation repeatedly and now I understand like looking back now and you know I now realize why God held me he sought me out early and the history of our relationship together I now understand it so much but there was a lot going on around me that I didn't fully understand but I can say it nobody has ever loved me like God loves me nobody has ever I mean I think some people have been blessed in their lives to have people who've loved them almost like how God as much as it's possible for a a human being to love another human being I don't think I've one of those people i think people have always equated their feelings around me to my usefulness you know it's you know it's like a computer do you love your computer you don't love your computer but you love it because it's, it's it it does the work for you you know and the minute the computer is unable to deliver the work for you dump it somewhere i mean like literally i have computers that are just littering my house and i don't even look at them i don't even remember that they're there because they've outlived their usefulness i think i i i sort of I know that sounds so harsh, but honestly, that seems to be more of what I sense around me, Um, particularly in places where I wouldn't expect it to be, and it it, it was hurtful for a very long time, but I think I've come to terms with it, that, okay, this is what it is, and um, I'm not, you know, so, but the person who, so this, this, the God that loves me even when I'm not useful to him i think this is the person i need to really really invest my time and my my effort in because he values me he has put a value on me that apparently no other person on earth has there's something he sees in me that other people do not see and i i i am um, even though i i i probably I have done less for him than I have for the other people he he values me more. And honestly everything I'm saying in this podcast I have never articulated it like this before and maybe this is why God always tells me to do these things because this is just this is therapy for me at this point because and if you're listening to this honestly because I'm not even intending that anybody should really hear this. I never really thought I would talk about this today. But this shows me that this is something that is, you know, it's really in my heart. It's, it hurts. It's, it's painful. It's actually quite painful. It's, it's painful because of the individuals involved and because they are people who all I've ever done is just love them. But I just realized now that, you know, it's just like when that scripture showed God saying, all, all year long, I've held my hand out to a stiff-necked, you know, when, when you actually just realize that, you know what, this, these people are never going to love me, I've done everything to make them love me, they're just never going to love me, I think I've, I, I now realize that now, and that's the thing about love, true love, you never really have to do anything to earn it, Any any relationship that requires you to jump through hoops and tells you you must do this to show your love, no, that person, you know, true love, and that's what I've seen, and in the same way, people can hate you without a reason too. Jesus, they hated him without a cause. He didn't hurt anybody. He wasn't taking anything from anyone. They just hated him because of what he believed, because of what he said, because of what he stood for. They just hated him without a cause. He didn't do. Any, he didn't take anything from anyone. He didn't stop anything that anyone was doing. He just came with a message of hope. Of righteousness of faith of justice of salvation of mercy of grace using the scriptures that the people already knew and they hated him for it wanted him dead they wanted to kill him I mean if he was if he was a madman talking rubbish couldn't they just leave him to be talking his nonsense but no now because they could see that he had become very influential they just hated him but he actually really if you look at it in the scheme of things he really didn't do anything to hurt anybody he was crucified so anyways i so this is an appreciation and a reflection um recording just really appreciating god for being in my corner all these years he's really been in my corner and and i'm trying not to I, i will not get emotional but because this is this um reflection this music is making me really think back to a lot of things About my past and things that have been. God has always been there for me. He knew. He knew that I was starved of love. He knew. He knew. And I've been searching for that love everywhere ever since. And for many years I used to read so many romance novels. Just because I wanted to be loved. What I had was, was was around me was not love. Was ah, it was it looked like it, but it wasn't. And how I could tell was because I could see what other people around me got, and it was different for me. It was always different for me. It had always been different for me. But the love of God in my life, I think what everybody later on saw, which became very clear, was that God loved me you can and, and, and you know he, you can say whatever you want about me what you cannot argue about is the grace of God upon my life you can't see, he, he's made it so clear so even if you know anyone wants to disparage me, the only thing you cannot say is that Shola is not blessed, you can't say that, God made it so glaring oh father I worship you he made it so glaring So for that reason, I'm now realizing that even the, the, he stopped the hand of the enemy working through certain individuals because the kind of influence and negative impact that they would have wanted to have, they couldn't because they could see that God was with me. They could see. So therefore I didn't have to be, you know, oh, wow. I I, I think I'll just stop here because. I didn't have to be beholden to people who I shouldn't have been beholden to. God protected me. Even when I didn't know, I didn't know all all what I'm saying here. I have never said this. I've never it's 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 just illumination coming into my spirit, making me see. And I'm glad that I didn't see it before now, because I think now I can handle it and I understand it and but it's, it's 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 just everything a lot of things are just making sense they're just making sense but god loved me he really did loved me love me he loved me and for someone like me who all i have seen is the love that is based on usefulness you know i I wonder why God loved is the only one that seems to have loved me, even though I haven't been particularly useful to him. So I think this is me now, I, I, and I have to change that. I have to make sure that this God, this Father, this Lord, who has looked beyond seeing me as a utility child. But as someone that is worthy of love just because that may I live my life proving myself worthy of that love and returning it to him in the same way as he it, he has given it out selfishly, self, selflessly to me. Yeah. Thank you, Father, thank you Lord, thank you, thank you so much, thank you thank you thank you thank you very much for listening everyone god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen good morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you and yours um Um, yeah, so today I'm just going to really just talk about about how God is a sure and steadfast anchor for the soul. And um, there is actually a scripture that talks about this. I'm trying to look for this, but I'm just, yeah, I've seen it you know and I'm, I'm just in that place where i want to and i have been in this place for i think a while where i'm just appreciating the presence of god in my life and how he just takes care of business and i'm going through this moment when i'm beginning to realize that god is the, actually the, the most important person in my life as a physical fact now let me break this down i want to be very honest on this podcast there are people who are blessed with people who love them around them i've seen it i've seen it i don't you know they're just people i've seen that i've seen people who have families that are so bonded together and i mean biological families here not you know marital families i've seen you know amazing bonds i've I've seen some families wow they're they're like wow you know what i'm saying some people say it's the way they were raised, some people say there was some, you know, but for many of them it's almost like the chemistry within the family is so right. Everybody really genuinely likes one another, looks out for one another, there's a code of conduct, there's, you know, and some, of, some families are really, really blessed that way. And then we have other families who do not have anything close to that. And again, I'm talking about biological families. In a way, I've thought about it. I've wondered which is better to, because I think, because I've observed people who have those kind of really, really bonded, loving families, as opposed to the transactional families. You know, the other kind of families where, which is really more common, where people are just using one another, feeding off one another, you know, relationships, there are cliques, you know, everything is opportunistic and, you know or you know yeah i mean i sound really jaded but yes that i think is more common really than the other type of family which is not to say that there are not, a, not um, many people with that whole bonded blessed thing but i think the more transactional and opportunistic one the, is, is more common and then on the extreme of that is the really horrible terrible dysfunctional families that actually really do very bad things to themselves so if i want to use the bible example you know the extreme. You have the David and Absalom, where the son is actually trying to take the throne from the father and you know kill the father. And then in the middle you have the Joseph and um, his brothers type of um, rivalry, Jacob and Esau. You know this one's even twin. Self look at how the the twin brother totally you know just shied the um the the twin from you know what his own inheritance. And then you have hmm, let me think of a family that was really bonded. You have the i'm really struggling to think of one now i'm sure there are some that i may be missing but let's just say you have the david and jonathan relationship there's some families you know david jonathan loved david almost to, in fact i don't even know how to describe that love you know even though they're not biological brothers but the love was was amazing so um that kind of love some families have that where even when you know jonathan actually took sides with david over and above his father his family interest his own personal interest he loved him more than himself it's it was the most amazing thing so some some families have that and i think we've seen there's some relationships within the bible that i think had that kind of love like the love that um um jacob had for joseph and for benjamin um and you know but clearly he didn't have that love for his other children which then created problems with those ones as well so in Jacob's family, the twelve tribes of Israel, you can see both the um, the good side, which is the fatherly love for his two favorite children, as well as the medium side, which is you know the the riba- rivalry between the children, which eventually led to Joseph being taken into captivity, being sold off by his brothers. Actually, that's more the more um, accurate thing to say. So, but like I said. N- more people even from the bible you'll see that most of the relationships fell into that sibling rivalry um space or actual animosity and we have a few that were you know quite known for that very loving um jacob and his son's relationships so the thing is i'm beginning to realize without going into too much details that actually and it's taken me a long time to get to this point where i now realize that i a lot of my relationships have been more in the transactional space than i actually realized it wasn't transactional on my part but i realized that it was very transactional on the part of others and because i don't know how to do transactional you know it's just not me I'm somebody that I do things based on the hearts because I believe that it's the right thing to do, because I like you, I'm committed to you. I, I believe I have a responsibility. I don't do things because of what I want to get back. I mean, honestly speaking, I don't even know of anybody who can really do things back for me in that sense on this earth. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't really I'm not that kind of person that builds sufficiency around people. I can't plan if I don't trust people, I have major trust issues. So I, I can't I can't build I mean, for me to build a, a plan around somebody else, that means that I trust that person so much that I believe that the person will deliver on their promises. No, I I, I would rather trust myself, you know. So, I, I'm not... For that reason, I can't be transactional about things because I think to be transactional, you have to trust that the other person or believe or just think the other person... I, as in, I will believe that other people have their own... I just... I'm not that kind of person. Let's just leave it that way. So, but it's... Come is. God. I'm just at a point where I just realized that the only person in my life that has proven to be, when I say the only person, I don't want to say this in the Bible, I'm going to say the person who, and I'm talking within, um, I'm not talking, I'm talking within family relationships now. I'm saying that by far, I. And I've known this for a while, just I haven't spoken about this a lot on my podcast. By far, the, the person who has got my back and who loves me unconditionally is God. I, I see some people that I can almost see that the relationships they have with their family is very close to the relationship they have with God. In my own case, there's a big distance. And I think I've spent a lot of years trying to improve myself, you know, to do better, to be the person that... You know that people will genuinely love and i realize that now i don't think i will ever be that person i think i will just be the person that they will genuinely need you know you know what i'm saying and um, for some reason that's the position that i have been given and i should just accept it and i shouldn't you know let me just make my peace with it and know that it's only with god that i would find that genuine love and you know it explains why for a great part of my life, honestly, I was looking for love. I spent a great part of my younger years buried in romantic novels. Just really, really looking for love. And I think that was what led me to God. And um, and I think even after that, I think I continued to look for for love in human beings. You know what I'm saying? Not in everybody because I'm also very personal, but I think I longed for it more than I should have. And that made me vulnerable to certain things. But I thank God that God has, I maybe, you know, I wish it was earlier, but anyways, I thank God that I've been delivered from that now. Because I now, I have come to, I, I have come to, and I'm at peace with the fact that the only person that I should seek that kind of love from is from God, because for some reason, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, and this, this is not me, I mean, this is called Musings with Jesus, so this is me sharing the thoughts of my heart, things that I, I would normally talk to God about, and somehow, you know, through this process too, Um, you know, it, it's, it's not that I, I think that, um, I'm not speaking for everybody, because like I said, I have seen people who I can see that there is a very strong correlation. I mean, the the relationships they've, they have with family, biological family, is, is very close to what they would... What they have with God or what anyone would wish to have with God. You know, really, really close. Really close, you know. People that will bring out their kidney for you, you know what I'm saying. That kind of close, you know. And, um, yeah. So, it's... um. so yeah so i'm i'm realizing i have come to the point now that i realize that okay this is what it is it's taking me a long time to recognize it a lot of what i'm saying here i think it's taking me like my whole life really to come to this point i i didn't understand what was going on i didn't understand why certain things were so difficult i didn't understand the difference in relationships why certain things seem to always happen to me No matter what I did in certain situations, it was just never right. I kept trying. I just never understood why it was so hard. But I just finally realized that, my goodness, there's nothing you can do that will make this better. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do because you will always just be the the useful person the person that is useful and no matter what you do it doesn't translate into being loved it doesn't translate into being liked for who you are it just means that you are needed because you are useful so it's and I know what I'm saying I'm probably sounding very jaded very cynical but like I said it's where my thoughts have gotten to at this point in time. You know, when you've seen enough of behaviors, you've seen enough of people showing you who, you know, who they are or how they feel, or you know, and you spent a lot of time, you know, just trying to understand and finally the penny drops. You wish it, a part of you wishes it, it didn't drop because the picture that it paints is not a, a pleasant one. But you are forced to, There's just so much body of evidence that you have no choice but to accept it. And say, well, okay, so this is what it is. And um, okay, fine. It's not exactly what I thought. It's not exactly what I would have wanted. But, I mean, I spent my whole life trying to change this picture. And it hasn't changed. Rather, it's becoming more clearer. So, because I'm someone who always likes to know why things are a certain way i think the why is what's really quite you know because you just want to know why, why 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 you know why why is it like this what did i did i do something is there something wrong with me you know but i've also realized that it's it's it can't it's not me it's not me it definitely isn't me so in all of that it just makes me then look at god with new eyes you know because then i look at this god who really i don't think he's benefiting anything from me i have not been overly useful to him in the ways that i know that he would want me to but but he he still loves me he hangs around me he stays he protects me, he guides me, he leads me, he's there for me. He's the only reason why I probably am I still have any sense of self about myself because he came in very early into my life and introduced love. I I so so when you see me, I look like someone who has been a beneficiary of love all my life, but I just realized that oh my I haven't really not in the sense that you would imagine yes i was provided for i was physically cared for but i wasn't emotionally nurtured at all at all at all so that my life did not go off on a tangent that i could not have imagined honestly I am just beginning to realize the impact that God had in my life. And maybe that's why, because, you know, till today, I find that I'm so different from a lot of people, women my age, you know, and I keep wondering, I keep wondering, why am I so, you know, why am I so different? And I don't want to talk about how different I am because I don't know, you know i don't want to offend anybody or anything but i just know that i'm different i see it you know i see it i feel it i know it but i understand why because I, and maybe i don't know maybe that's not much of an. but let's just say that i i i i am just beginning to realize that god actually filled the gap for me much more than i knew he, he actually did wow i'm actually just discovering a lot of things you know, things like because you know when you are in something you don't because that's all you know so you don't it's not strange to you that's your life it's when you're looking at it through somebody else's eyes that then you then realize okay so this is actually unique to me or okay so this is actually strange to other people or this is not the way it is for every other for every person, you know. But when you are in it, you don't know because that's all you know. That's 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 your reality. You were born into it. You've lived it. It's all you know. So, I I I hope I'm not making too much out of this, but I just it's just I'm just having lots of I'm just a lot of things are just coming back to me. A lot of things, you know. Anyway, so. In all of that, and I can't—I don't want to talk about everything now because I myself am still trying to put my thoughts together. As you can see, even just talking about it now is making some things even clearer to me. And um, all in all, all I can say is that God is the hero of my story. He's the hero of my story. He's the hero of my story. I'll leave it at that and. I'll just leave it here. Thank you very much for listening. The scripture I wanted to read was Hebrews chapter, um, Hebrews chapter six, verse nineteen, where um, Paul was Paul's letter to the Hebrews. He says, um, starting from verse eighteen, he says, "Thus, by two unchangeable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us, may be strongly encouraged." We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where Jesus, our forerunner, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So it's the, the translation of those words is, he's a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. And, um, that's really what I'm, I'm reflecting on now that, you know, uh, my hope in Christ is, is a sure and steadfast anchor for my soul. You know, it's, it's, he has been the sure and steadfast anchor of my soul. His, 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 my self-confidence, everything that I, that I am, Hmm. I owe him a whole lot more than I thought. I thought I thought I just owed him, I thought I owed him for my salvation, deliverance and protection. I, I didn't realize that I owed him for so much more. I, I owe him so much more, so much more. I'll leave it at that. But I think I just want to encourage anybody, everybody that no matter what it is you're going through. For me, it is sad that somehow I think I as a Christian, we as Christians, many of us have not been able to talk about what Jesus has done in our lives as widely and as sincerely and as authentically as we should. And that's because we're we're too busy, like me, I don't, you know, self-preservation, I don't want to sh- talk about things because you think maybe you will hurt some people or stuff, but whereas those are the things, that's my, that's my gospel, that's my own gospel, I shouldn't be preaching anybody else's gospel, I should be preaching what Jesus did in my life and how he changed me and, you know, what he did to my life and how he, he made me. Jesus is everything because he saved me. He saved me from a life of not being loved. I I can't say anything more than that, but that was just it. I was cared for. I was protected for. I was provided for. But Jesus loved me in a way that I, I really can't I can't say that i have experienced and you know he loved me in a way that was very different from the kind of love i had seen around me because the kind of love i saw around me was dependent was trans was transactional it wasn't even love it was about it was just it wasn't love but yeah it was what i thought it was because well I. yeah you well know, let's just say that what i've experienced with god is different from anything that I have experienced anywhere else on earth. But I I know that not everybody has this experience because I've seen people who are loved in such a wonderful way and just unconditionally. And I think there's probably only one person that I can think that probably comes close to that, you know, one biological person. Yeah, and that's a very recent addition. Well, not recent, but very recent, but you know what I mean. I I think I can think of one person. I'll leave it at that, but God by far, and I needed that love. I needed it. I don't know if you do, but I needed it. So I'll leave it at that, and I pray that the Lord will help me to not be afraid or ashamed of his gospel in my life and find opportunity to talk about it more to share about it more and to speak about it openly and that he will create opportunities for me to do so in jesus name amen and amen